Hey, how's it going, folks? It's Abdullah. And Bean. And welcome to a very special episode of Great Moments in Weed History. You are about to experience a weed-a-thon. Bean, will you please tell the good people what a weed-a-thon is? Well, this being the first annual weed-a-thon, I think that's a journey we're going to uh, embark on together, you and I, all the listeners. And weed-a-thon, two meanings, one meaning... We're going to be getting high on weeds the whole episode, uh-huh. start to middle to finish, and then weed-a-thon in the sense of like a telethon. We are very much trying to get to our goal, which is... Basically, we want you guys to support us on Patreon, and we are trying to hit 420 patrons by 420 of this year. Now, if you're listening to this years in the future, we assume that money is still a thing. We assume we still (laughs) would very much like some and probably need some. So, you know, don't let that discourage you. But in the year of our uh, Lord Ganja 2022, we are trying by 420, April 20th, to get 420 subscribers on Patreon. That would be a huge huge change for us it would allow us to just focus all of our energies 24 hours a day on this show we will become weed monks we will renounce all worldly activities you won't be seeing us out at restaurants and movies and shit it'll just be this (laughs) a truman show-esque 24-hour weed-a-thon all day seven days a week that's what we're going for but in all seriousness Our Patreon patrons help us to make this show. It's because of you guys that we are able to keep plugging away even as sponsors come and go. When we've got patrons, when we've got people on Patreon supporting us, we know that there's going to be a baseline budget that we have to make our show. So thanks if you already support us. If you do not, we hope you enjoy this episode encouraging you to join us and we'll talk about some of the perks We'll get really high. Uh, We'll entice you by doing stuff that's more entertaining on video. (laughs) (laughs) I'm juggling seven pins right now. It's It's unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. He's juggling seven like like uh, pins, like little sewing pins. It's insane. I've never seen somebody. It's it's incredible that that's even possible. And now I will keep these seven pins in the air while rolling a joint with my toes. Uh, Feet-sensitive viewers, you know, I know not everybody's down with this. I know some people are way down with this. I might end up on wiki feet. down, yeah. Oh, my God. One of the pins is pierced. Oh! Jugular. And there's blood spraying. It's green. His blood is green, as it turns out. And a lot of people don't know the jugular is named because of this very specific (laughs) risk to jugglers. So... You know, we learn all the time here. And I do want to give a shout out, our inspiration for this episode. Uh, If you were listening last week, we played you this clip, but we got to play it again. We unearthed this clip of Jerry Lewis from the old Jerry Lewis telethon, uh, raising money for children with muscular dystrophy. Very good cause. Very good person. Yes, Jerry's kids. Also, Jerry's kids are the people who followed the Grateful Dead around in a different context. (laughs) (laughs) Who can also, you know, you know, if you want to just send us some grilled cheese sandwiches and a fatty burrito i don't know if patreon uh necessarily accepts that as currency but we do we do one thousand <laughs> percent but yeah uh this clip is fucking great let's roll it do you know that last year there was about 80 billion dollars spent in this country for coke heroin marijuana every day in the port of miami they're picking up a billion dollars worth of cocaine If I can get a child out of a wheelchair, I don't care where I get the money. So you big wheelers and dealers out there that are so high right about now anyhow, I'm not condoning what you people do, but I sure as hell would love to share some of that loot with you. Okay, so you heard the man, weed dealers. Coke dealers, <laughs> wheelers and dealers, <laughs> we need your support, you know, if you're making a living and especially if you're making a killing off of this plant, 
you know, you can throw a little of that green energy our way. In the meantime, I think we got to get the weed part of this weedathon uh, going. I want to give a shout out to a couple of uh, past and present sponsors of the show. First of all, some CBD to start a weedathon will keep you from getting way, way too high. I've got some nice Tweedle Farms delicious gummies from our very good friends, our supporters, and really people who believe in this show and help us put it out for you. Tweedle Farms incredible cbd you can go to tweedlefarms.com you can also support us at the $20 level at greatmomentsinweedhistory.com and get a $20 credit towards your first purchase at tweedle farms yeah and on top of that if you use our gift code great moments all lowercase one word you'll get an additional 20% off of your order. So that's 20 bucks off and 20% off. It's a great deal. And that 20% off will last you forever. You could keep on using it and you will always get a fifth of the price off of your CBD. And I've got here a Tweedle Farms Pure CBD in MCT oil bottle. And that's 2,000 delicious milligrams of CBD. <laughs> um, and I'm going to take some right now because we are going to take a lot of dabs and, and eat a bunch of edibles uh, for this as part of this weedathon. So might as well be prepared. And just a little reminder that most of the cannabis that you're smoking, consuming, eating, dabbing comes from strains in which are fantastic perhaps, but they have had a lot of the cannabinoids besides THC bred out. And so when you consume CBD along with your cannabis, you're not killing your high, you're just rounding it out and you're giving yourself something closer to the whole plant experience that we'd all be having in an ideal world, right, Bing? Absolutely. I've got, I'm holding up now a little little gummy. They are very delicious and they are very chock full of CBD that will, quite seriously, if you ever do find yourself too high, I'm going to probably play a little... A uh, clip of the Little Dicky song, Too High for a Sec. And I was trying to get a little buzz, so I took a little puff, but I think I'm way too high. And I ain't want to come off like a bitch, so I took another hit, but I think my brain's too fried. And yeah, I'm fucking faded, but I hate it. I'm praying that I make it, afraid I'm going to die. I'm too blazed, it's too late to save Diggy from this fucking place, cause he's too high. CBD will bring you back down a bit, level you out from being too high. So that's a great way to start a weedathon. I've also got a pure rosin vaporizer from our friends at Pod Tones. That's yes. how I'm probably gonna get the THC portion of this weedathon going. Yeah, that's right. Pod Tones are also a very regular part of my cannabis diet. I love Pod Tones, the company and the product. Uh, you know, the folks over at Pod Tones have been very kind and given us lots of vapes of their pure live rosin. That's right. They are not a ton of pens out there that are as sleek and discreet as a Pod Tone and contain really, really high quality solventless cannabis concentrate that's right this is pressed hash it's fucking terpy and delicious it's drawn from live plants and there's one for every part of the day i use the up pen for my migraines i use the dream pen to go to sleep and every gradient in between and yes bean and i are incredibly lucky right we've got all the pod tones and all the tweedle farm cbd and lots of flowers and hash because having been in the cannabis game as long as we have, you make friends and, you know, uh, people in the cannabis community are incredibly generous. So we are very blessed, but we know that not everyone out there has the kind of access that we do. So we just want you to know that we are with you. We are getting high with you today. It doesn't matter what we've got in front of us. We are doing this together and we're happy to have you even if you're scraping a bowl. And speaking of perks of our jobs, of course... Bean and I are very, very fortunate to be judges in the Emerald Cup. Bean, please tell the people about the Emerald Cup. Oh, yeah. The Emerald Cup is, I think, the premier cannabis competition 
in the United States. The Oscars of weed. And also really the premier event for this community, certainly on the scale that brings, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of people together to celebrate every aspect of cannabis. We are both incredibly fortunate, honored, humbled, I'd say challenged at times, and borderline (laughs) overwhelmed, at least on one occasion, to be judges this year. I've been doing the edibles category. I have an array of my favorite edibles on the table. In addition to, I've got my shofar pipe to smoke weed out of, because this is dropping right before the start of Passover. And I gotta say, I've been high for like three weeks straight, Judging these edibles, uh, the biggest revelation of it is it turns out that waking up still high from the edibles you ate right before bed is actually awesome. Yeah, it is a fantastic thing. A lot of people call it a weed hangover, which I think uh, is not a good term. Because in a hangover, you're nauseous and you have a headache. Those are terrible things, right? A weed quote-unquote hangover is just you being really fucking high the next day and it is awesome uh i personally love it i like sleeping really deep the way you get off an edible and then waking up and being like ah you just feel so rested right i think it's quite the opposite of what people say uh you know when they denigrate the uh so-called weed hangover but yeah indeed bean and i have judged a bunch of cannabis competitions of course when i first met bean he was deep in the game at high times and i judged my first cannabis cup in the sativa flowers category wow not the category i would pick for myself today but at the time it was incredibly exciting there was all kinds of fantastic weed from colorado and surely from beyond uh that we were sampling and i think i had like 30 strains but of course Those are the days of yore. Now, the main event, the truly the Oscars of weed, it's the Emerald Cup. It's run by friends of the podcast, Tim Blake and his daughter, Taylor Blake, and they do a fantastic job. I myself am in the hydrocarbon category, right? So basically, that's solvent hash. And I know some of the listeners right now are like, oh, that's the booth. Like, fuck BHO. You know what I mean? But I'm here to tell you that as a person with some of the best BHO and you know just BHO across the spectrum in my Emerald Cup judging kit right now I gotta say there is some really fantastic solvent hash out there and I happen to have with me three of my top 10 right here I've got one from the yellow one from the blue one from the red I forget exactly what those are but like one of those is Jackson Hayes one of those is gas and OG it's one of those is florals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm really stoked on this hash, and I'm about to hit a bunch of it as part of this weedathon here. Ah, but wait, dear listener, if you don't have something ready to roll, uh, you can hit pause, or you could just let this episode keep playing because, really, seriously, this is the first annual weedathon. So whenever you're ready. We might not be smoking what we're about to smoke now. We might not be vaping what we're about to vape now. We might not be dabbing what we're about to be dabbing right now, but we will be smoking or vaping or dabbing or I'll be eating these edibles. So truly, on this episode, whenever you are ready, we'll be ready for another great Great moment in weed history. That is absolutely delicious. Uh, This is good old number four. I don't know what it is. My guess is that this is from Surprise Surprise up in Humboldt, but I am not 100% sure. I do know that this one is getting a high fucking rating in my book, Bean. Oh, yeah. So we should explain to people, you know, this is a uh, blind judging. You get all of these samples, dozens at least, I think, of different BHOs. They are number-coded so that all of the judging is just on the merits of the dabs itself. You won't know what you're rating until you're done and have all your scores in and the winner has been picked. 
I'm in the edibles category. It's a little different because, you know, obviously the edibles are pretty identifiable and they come in their packaging. I'll show you some of the stuff. I've got these incredible space gems from our friends up in Humboldt. Oh, these yeah. Are some of my favorites. Delicious. I wanted to show you these. These are like a uh, Thai style mango. Oh. Oh my God, mangosteen. So mangosteen is a really fantastic fruit if you have not tried it. Uh, this is one that's native to Thailand and it's basically like, you know, you uh, cut open this little purple fruit and it has like segments in it and it's really delicious. It's kind of impossible to describe the flavor. Uh, it's not quite like mango uh, and you know, but I guess it's Jewish mangosteen. <laughs> <laughs> That, of course, the Lower East Side mangosteens, they had a little deli, and then they, they did a vaudeville <laughs> show at night. How many mangosteens fit in my bag? You know, if you know that's like, it rhymes in Yiddish, of course. Uh, and then one of my favorite new discoveries from the judging is this uh, Oasis, these peanut butter cups. Fucking delicious. Some of the best candy peanut butter I've ever had. And I have to say, I went. On, I don't know anything about these people, but I went on their uh, website because I was so impressed by it. And they had a big banner that said "Fuck Corporate Weed," which is like the tag of our show. So, oh yeah, I love I, that. That's why I'm going to start out with one of these uh, delicious. And uh, well, I, I'd say the weed is nutritious. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, it's chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, to get us started on our first annual weedathon and whatever you got to share along with us and along with the whole listening community let's get it going yeah absolutely and here uh for the folks at home who are watching this on patreon i'm going to show you some of this hash that i'm hitting as you can see uh, i'm going to try to shine it into the light there this shit is pretty fucking nasty very very terpy uh i'm about to take uh, so this is what i just hit and I'm going to hit a different jar. This one's from my blue category. Here, let's see. Oh, my God. Okay, so check this out, dude. This is like some severely blonde fucking custard. You know what I mean? So this is like a really, really tasty batter. And, oh, it's so fucking skunky, man. Holy shit, that stuff is delicious. All right. I wish we had smell vision to offer know, everybody, right? but I can basically fill in the gaps just by looking at that. That mm -hmm. shit is loud. Oh, there! it's there. actually coming through. It's coming through the internet. <laughs> Very terpy, a little, uh, little pine on the back end. And uh, as promised, chase that peanut butter cup with a nice hit of weed from the shofar. Uh, happy Passover to those who celebrate and... Uh, to those who don't, you know, if you know a Jew, they pretty much gotta invite you over for dinner if you if you hint around enough. It's <laughs> if you if you're hard up for some chopped liver or some brisket or uh, just matzah, it's a good night. Just show up; they gotta let you in. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's a mitzvah. Or something. And and if you ask the right <laughs> rabbi, weed is definitely kosher for Passover. So no worries there yeah and we have asked the right rabbis you know what i mean like literally i think i've interviewed like three to five cannabis rabbis <laughs> in, in my oh more even actually because i did an article about how uh you know judaism uh is actually pretty open-minded about cannabis etc as long as you're following the laws of the land uh, and that was actually, it was a Weedicate article where I interviewed like three, four different rabbis. Yeah, and of course, if you go back to our episode of Great Moments in Weed History about Jesus, we of course talk about his journey as a medical cannabis healer. It also goes all the way back to the Old Testament, well, what, what Christians would call a prequel, uh, what Jews would call, you know, the canon, is in there as well when Moses got the word of God through the burning bush. He was given a recipe to make a weed topical that will make you trip out. If that doesn't sound intriguing, you're definitely listening to the wrong podcast. It's a good time to bounce. If that sounds fascinating, but you doubt every word I just said, please go back, check out our episode about Jesus, about weed in the Old and New Testament. Uh, and really... The first weed-a-thon probably was the Last Supper. 
Yeah, that's true, man. You've all seen that painting. They're all like, it's totally like you could caption that painting with like when the weed hits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we will on Instagram. And we will. Also, first of all, you know you're stoned when everybody sits on one side of the table. Yeah, I know, right? And they're all like, it's because they're like watching cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So first thing on our, we made a little list of things we wanted to do during the Weedathon and... The first one is to just tell you a little bit about great moments in weed history. History, we have a lot of new or recent listeners to the show. Maybe you've gone back in the archives, maybe you haven't, but we do you know how long we've been doing this? Do you know when the first show dropped? Hmm. It must have been in 2018. I don't remember exactly what month. Well, when was it? Yeah, Feb- I had to look it up. February 2018. So, well, we've been doing this for four years. <laughs> it's a presidential administration. Holy <laughs> shit, that's crazy to think about. Wow, but, but I mean, we've covered so much ground in that time. You know what I mean? I think that's really the remarkable thing. Is and yet there is so much more to tell. I mean, it's like you know, we've barely scratched the surface in a lot of ways. Fifty plus episodes, right? And we have only really covered, like, a handful of, like, ancient cannabis stories or, you know, and, like, there's so many individual activism stories from the last century that we still haven't covered. There's so many, like, notable people who have cannabis stories. Like, there's there's still so much left to tell. So, you know, it's just cool that uh, after all this time and all these stories, uh, there's so much left. Yeah, the best way I could put it is... We've done 60 plus stories and we still haven't done the Bob Marley story. So, yeah. Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) Wow. Shout out Peter Tosh. That was one of my favorite episodes. Same. You know, some crossover. But we've got a long list of episodes that we really want to bring you. The other thing is, you know, we should mention we've only recently gone Weedly Mm -hmm. as a podcast every Every Weedness Day. Day. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we don't have a week, you know, we don't have one episode per week going back four years. But, you know, honestly, and just, you know, being real with everybody, that was a big commitment that we made at the beginning of this year to put out not just an episode every week, but an episode of the quality of show that we've committed to each other to make and that we've committed to you, the listener, to make. One of the fun things about the Weedathon that I think you're going to notice, particularly as the weed goes on, is we're not going to edit this episode very much, you know, unless, <laughs> unless we say something libelous or, you know, uh, yeah. cancel worthy, which, you know, we're just not that kind of dudes. Uh this is what it's yeah. like when we just talk at random. Yeah. And so did you know that actually Bean and I are the true creators of Calvin and Hobbes and we wrote <laughs> we wrote every fucking panel of that show ourselves. Uh when we were young guys, man, we just you know like Bill Watterson doesn't exist. It's just it's been me and Bean came up with the whole thing. Kid Tiger Susie Durkins, all that shit. I remember it was the day after we witnessed Tom Hanks murdering all those people. (laughs) Remember that day? Wow. I mean, how could you not, really? (laughs) Yeah, I was I have not been the same. You want to talk about dead eyes, we could do red eyes, our our Ah. attempts to recover from that shocking day. (laughs) Oh my god, if there was a show called Red Eyes that was our version of Dead Eyes. I guess it would be about how uh, Vice replaced me with Krishna on <laughs> Weed Again. <laughs> Ooh, a lot to unpack there. I know. But in the meantime, I've still got a packed bowl. We gotta keep weeding, man. Let's keep weeding, bro. Let's keep weeding. Whew, okay, what's next? What's next? Uh, I've already I... taken like three dabs of each jar that I have here. <laughs> All right, so then I thought that we could each talk about some of our favorite episodes that we've done over this run so far. Yeah. The first one that came to mind for me, very, very special. We did a live episode, our first ever live episode up in Humboldt County, the cradle of American cannabis culture for our friends 
at Savage Henry, the Comedy Club, the Comedy Festival, the Humor Magazine for 10 years up there for the whole incredible community of people in Humboldt who really, really took us in, made us a part of their scene, and we did an episode called Crash Buds. Yeah, that's right. So this is a story about a bunch of climbers up in Yosemite. Is it Yosemite? Yeah. Right? Uh, who basically were like hanging out and then one night a plane full of fucking weed crashed into their lake and just mayhem ensues basically after that. Because, you know, imagine, and this is not the first time or the last time that it's happened on our show, but, you know, that a bunch of weed suddenly like washes up ashore. You know what I mean? And you're like, well, what the fuck do we do with this? Yeah, so obviously any of these episodes you can find in our podcast feed. We're not quite successful enough to like make you try to pay for the old stuff. The old stuff is there. Of course, if you do want to throw a couple, you know, a couple bucks or a little bit more in the hat as we pass it around digitally, you can go to Great Moments in Weed History dot com and you can support us on patreon you could put five on it you could put 20 on it and get a copy of my book how to smoke pot properly i'm going to do a little reading from that book later in the weed-a-thon and i just wanted to say the reason that that episode was so special among everything else is it was my first time on stage trying to entertain people uh, and wow. I think we, we did succeed. And, and that was something that was like a lifelong dream of mine, something that I never pursued as a younger person out mm-hmm. of honestly fear. Sure. It's a scary thing to get on stage, man. Yeah. And so something that this show, you know, the running theme of things that uh, this show has brought into our lives, I think, is that they're going to be really, really heart-nourishing, life-affirming things. Uh, they're not always in the reflected in the in the bank account, but like in the personal account of my life, that was a very, very significant moment. There were times when we would be on a riff, and oh, yeah. just the laughter built. And mm-hmm. you can't fake that. You can't buy that. And that's something that this show brought into my life, certainly, and really our lives. And we've had live shows yeah. since then. And it's just something that, like I said, was always a dream of mine. And I couldn't have ever, I don't think, done it without you and this show. It Oh, that's so nice, man. You know, and it, it, it reminds me also that, you know, in terms of my journey as a stage performer, I was always a musician for a long time. We had been doing the show for a little bit, and then we went up to Savage Henry to do the live episode, right? And it was there that I had done stand-up like a couple times in LA, and that was the first time that I performed for like a full room because those guys are very sweet, and, you know, they love us. They took good care of us. They gave me like a brand-new stand-up comedian a spot on the showcase, you know, which was like a full room. You know, we did our live show and I did that live set and I honestly became addicted to both things that fucking weekend. Suddenly I got high off both things in this new way, right? And yeah, likewise, dude, I I would not have been in the same place without you. So, you know, thank you for that. And, you know, ever since then, we've done a lot of live shows. I've continued doing stand-up. You've started doing stand-up. It is like, you know, uh, it's something that's kept the skill warm for me because frankly, you know, like one of my skills is being a cannabis host, right? But guess what? Those jobs are kind of hard to come by. You know what I mean? Even for me, who has like a resume in it, it's not the type of thing, you know, we still are in technically and, you know, an illegal adjacent game here. Uh, you know, it's not like they're throwing, uh, you know, uh, weed shows at every guy who's good at it out there. So, you know, I'm so much happier putting my skills into this show because this is done on our terms. You know what I'm saying? Not only has it like kept the muscle warm, you know what I mean? And sort of like fostered a life in which I do comedy and do all that shit. Uh, but it also has become like, I think the best possible cannabis thing that two cannabis guys can make you know what i mean and that it makes me very happy 
Oh, thank you, man. And yeah, yeah, we should just say quickly, you know, the genesis of the show, we'd both been journalists, media makers for more than a decade before we started the show. We started the show with, with other people and a great crew, but, you know, core to starting the show, Bong Appetit, that you were the host of. I had been with and High you were Times. the producer of, yeah. Yeah, I had been with High Times for a long time. Uh, and we ended up leaving those brands for various reasons and mm-hmm. not looking back and came upon this show as something that we could do together because we love to talk to each other about weed. Mm-hmm. We love this culture and these stories. We saw this history getting rewritten and erased and ignored and a whole new story about how great corporate weed's going to be. Uh, and we realized podcasting is something that we can do without having to go around and try to raise a shitload of money from people who really don't care about weed. And instead, we just put our faith into doing this show. And the support that we've gotten in terms of listenership is incredible. The support we've gotten from the people who have already been helping us through Patreon is not just, you know, the financial support, it really is the way that we realized, wow, people are connecting with this show and, more importantly, this history enough to just give us money when they don't have to. And that yeah. means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the thing that we've always tried to bring, right, uh, to the coverage or media that we make is authenticity and you know the interesting thing there is we're not even trying to we're literally just doing the thing that we feel called to be doing which is to serve the plant to talk about the plant to take interest in it to smoke it you know what i mean to 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 find the but yeah that that is if you're following if you're playing along at home (laughs) that's what you smoke uh beans hitting his giant uh (laughs) tusk pipe what's it called again shofar shofar but it is all of those things yeah, uh, it is. not every not every tusk is a shofar, but every shofar is a tusk. Not every pipe is a shofar, ah. nor is every shofar a pipe. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> feels like an LSAT question. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you know, it, it's we're doing this because we feel called to do it. And in our careers, we've come across a lot of journalists and a lot of entertainers who are just trying to cash in on something that's trending, right? Uh, but you know, I think that just fundamentally at a very base level, that does not make for good content, right? I think you can tell when somebody is just pandering, right? Uh, and we truly are just a couple of guys who really fucking like smoking weed. I mean, when, when it comes down to it, you look at the careers that we've built around it. It is just because we love this shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's fucking awesome. I mean, have you tried it? <laughs> it's, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> this, is, this is not. This is not even. This is a weedathon. So you got to try it multiple times. Yeah, I'll you take might it. Not get time. hot. You might. Get, I know a lot of people listening to this weedathon episode have never tried weed before. You might not even feel it the first time. So we gotta. We gotta keep going. I'm. I'm packing another shofar. And maybe what was one of your. What was one of your favorite episodes? Ross Rebliati, man. Ross fucking Rebliati. So in case you don't know. This is the first ever Olympic gold medalist in snowboarding who was busted at the Winter Games in Nagano, Japan for having like a .0000 fucking like grams, micrograms of weed in his pee, like just the most negligible amount. Uh, And, you know, he's a guy who smokes cannabis, was into it, but was trying to play by the rules and got screwed over. You know, it was sort of discriminated against for being involved in the sports culture that he was involved in. Uh, You know, and as time has gone by and snowboarding is mainstreamed, he was basically prevented from participating and then found a career as a cannabis entrepreneur. It's such an inspiring story. Ross is such a chill guy. I mean, and it's also like he's such a snowboarder, too, which I feel like it just fits, you know, like the way he talks. It's like he was really vibing with us. We had such a good time talking to him. He was just a good guy. Uh, and his story was really, really inspiring. So I think that's 
a true highlight for me. A more recent episode, you know? That's what that's like last season. The thing that I learned in that episode, or at least remembered, because we're, you know, it's 20 years after the fact, is he not only had his gold medal temporarily stripped from him, but he was held in Japanese jail for hours, grilled by the authorities, and mm -hmm. there was a really good chance he was going to end up going to prison for a significant amount of time because he had weed uh, traces of THC in his urine. So, wild story. But also, you know, he hit us up after, and, you know, we try to be, like, not big up ourselves, but this is our weed-a-thon, I'm just going to say. He said, mm. you know, I've, I've had countless things of my story told especially at the time I, it was the biggest story in the world he was on the tonight show with jay leno and he said but this is the first time anybody really wanted to hear the whole story like Ooh. who i was before that and also like people who are going to be sympathetic to weed and not just in a casual way but really understand you know he was using weed medicinally to deal with the aches and pains of being a premier athlete he was using weed psychologically to deal with the pressure of competing at that level and having to travel all over the world and being off his sleep schedule and being off his meal schedule and all of these different things that like yeah, when we are able to sit down and talk with the people that we interview for an hour, for an hour and a half sometimes to really get that connection and that story, that is very different than like a one minute internet clip of something. You know, it is really digging into the actual history of our culture. Yeah, absolutely. And we actually had Ross back on the show more recently to comment on the Shikari Richardson situation, another Olympian who's getting busted for weed, uh, you know, and potentially has their career jeopardized because they happen to have cannabis at a certain point. And, you know, I, I think what he said was very insightful. Uh, I don't know if that episode is still up. It was a it was a moments in weed episode, I think. Right. Uh, so maybe it's not available unless, of course, you support us on Patreon, in which case it's totally available to you yeah not just available but in video form so if you are a patreon subscriber watching this on our exclusive feed you're seeing me hold up these amazingly cool deep sleep gummies that i have been testing and loving they are cannabis infused and they have this beautiful taste where they're not hiding the taste of cannabis they're complimenting the taste oh. of cannabis. It's delicious. I have been sleeping great throughout this edible judging process, I gotta say. Oh my god, I bet. <laughs> Sometimes a little too too well, but but definitely, definitely helping. You can see all of our Weedathon activities if you support us on Patreon at greatmomentsinweedhistory.com. Trying to get to 420 supporters. You hear the phones ringing in the background. Definitely not a sound effect we're putting in later, since this is not a live show. <laughs> Ring, you know, those are all other people making that commitment. You know, instead of sending you a tote bag, we're going to send you a toke bag. Not an actual thing. <laughs> Just your weedly weed pun for this mm -hmm. episode. Definitely haven't used it before. Uh, you could not resist. Second episode I wanted to, to talk about is... The episode where I really realized, like, we were on to something that, mm. you know, this was a great idea for a show, frankly. You know, the concept was the right one and that the partnership was coming together, that yeah. the back and forth was coming together. I think, you know, we tried a bunch of different formats. That's right. That's right. There was like, it started out as a show called The True Believers. Uh, which was like, you know, like we were like, oh, it's for like the true believers in cannabis. You know what I mean? Like people who are like super down for the cause. And I don't know, even like talking about it now, it feels a little half baked. Uh, but you know, <laughs> there was a bunch of different segments and you had great moments in weed history down as one of them. And we tried it out and it was just like, oh, this is the one, like this is the show. It's the most fun. You know what I mean? It's kind of the most, uh, 
the, the most open for like, you know, sort of playing around with and doing in different styles, but being general enough, you know what I mean, that we could include a lot of different stuff, but also specific enough that it had a certain format. Uh, and then, yeah, it just clicked. And, you know, our first episodes are pretty loose. I mean, the very, very first one is like, we're just fucking around. It's like, I don't even know. Maybe it's only like 35 minutes long or something, right? Yeah, well, there was the the Bob Dylan gets the Beatles high was the one that we did along with all the other segments. And yeah, yeah as you said, that it was a little half-baked and some of the segments didn't work at all. And it doesn't mean they couldn't have. But yeah. as soon as we hit on that, because the stories are great. That's the thing, you know? So all we have to do is honor these stories and maybe bring some of our perspective and bring some of our humor to them. Uh, But these are incredible stories. And so for me, you know, the next episode we did when we said, okay, this is going to be the show, we did Willie Nelson got high on the roof of the White House. An incredible show. We were still kind of figuring things out. But also there's nothing that, you know, other than it being on the roof of the White House, you know, Willie Nelson got high is certainly not a <laughs> yeah, not exactly. a surprising story. But the next episode we did was about Maya Angelou. And I think, you know, I think you just didn't know that story. And I didn't know very much about that story until I looked it up. And so we were learning and experiencing truly a, a, a just an incredible journey of somebody who is so uh who left such an important legacy but the part of her life that was changed and transformed by weed was really kind of erased from from her legacy yeah absolutely that that was also the first episode where i like you know realized oh there's like an unseen history like a not obvious cannabis history and that it's deep and prevalent and it's kind of everywhere uh but you know because of like this sort of puritanical uh american inclination to not talking about the unpleasant you know what i mean or or avoiding the controversial in some ways right uh you know that this stuff was essentially passively being erased from history just by people not keeping it alive and you know it sort of made me think of like oh how many oral traditions have there been that that have just you know disappeared uh you know because there weren't people there to tell them and it's like okay well this is important work like nobody knew that this american treasure you know like a like a serious uh american literary icon used cannabis i mean used medical cannabis and was an advocate for it and talked about it and was like yes i'm fucking into this shit right uh and i think that subsequently like hearing like the iron Sheik story for example like here's this you know wrestling icon like a really major character in professional wrestling a sports figure who has a very serious cannabis story you know what i'm saying um yeah, it, it it really is like that was the, the first time that I was like, oh, shit, there's a lot more stories here than we first anticipated. It's not just the obvious ones, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we got to keep weed a thawning. Let's keep doing we it. Gotta, we got You know, we made a promise. OK. All right. So cool. what's your what's your next dab? What color? OK, so I'm going back to number two. Which was this like real fucking pasty, stinky one. So I, I've, I've made the rounds again. And so I just wanted to kind of quickly, as we, you know, switch over to the other part of the Weedathon, where we are asking you to support this show, to go to greatmomentsinweedhistory.com, check it out, support us on Patreon. This is a two person operation, you know, uh, and that is conceiving the episodes, researching them, recording them. Something I really want to stress, you know, we take your time seriously, not particularly this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But in general, you know, we record for over an hour, hour and a half on some of the interviews, but they will be edited down to almost half that long. You know, that's a time consuming process, but it also is worth it to not just put out a show but put out a show that's the best quality that we're capable of delivering to you and that's you know when you condense weed it becomes more potent 
more uh, flavorful, more aromatic. And that is the same thing with audio, with telling these stories. But it is time consuming. And I love a lot of podcasts. I love some shows where it is just two people chopping it up. And whatever comes to mind, uh, kind of like what you're listening to right now. <laughs> uh, and that's all great. But, you know, just please do know this is an artisan product that we're delivering. There is, you are listening to or looking at the entirety of the Great Moments in Weed History team here. We are going weedly for you every Weedness Day. Uh, so, you know, that's where the money goes. And we do, you know, in addition to the video version of the show, we're always trying to post fun stuff on Patreon. It's a great place for us to interact directly with people who we know really care about the show. And the emails and the DMs that we get, you know, having written as a journalist for 20 years, yeah, you get some nice letters and stuff, but we've just gotten deeply personal messages from people i i i I was thinking of reading some of them and i just think that's not what why they were sent to us they were sent to us for somebody to say this show is important to me whether it's like oh it feels like a great hang with my friends and i've really needed that or i feel really disconnected from all the exciting things going on in the legalization world because I still live someplace where it's really prohibited and I can't even talk to the people close to me about it. Or I was so inspired by the story of Brownie Mary and Dennis Perone or any of these heroes of our culture that we're able to relate to you, their sacrifices, their victories, what they went through, the joys, the pain of this you know, we had an episode, Cannabis Saved My Child's Life. Like, that's some real shit. And other parents and other people reached out to us after that episode. It is, you know, really, really deeply appreciated and felt. And that's, you know, why we are so inspired to want to make this our, as we said, 24-7, not doing anything but this show once we get to 420 supporters on Patreon. That's it. That's right. We will legally be your butlers <laughs> at least one 420th <laughs> of the time. Uh, we'll be your personal weed butlers if we reach that number. <laughs> that's like that very 80s sitcom premise. I know, right? That feels, that's like the Seinfeld, uh, you know, like when they're doing the show within the show, the show about nothing. Hey, what about this? I'm in a car accident. The motorist is uninsured. You with me? Yeah. My car's totaled. It's all his fault. Now, he has absolutely no money. There is no way that he could pay me. So the judge decrees that he becomes my butler. Your butler? Right. He cooks my food, he cleans my house, he does all my shopping for me, and there you go. That's your program. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, so essentially, so I wanted to say, you know, speaking of Marie Lee, uh, you know, who saved her child's life with cannabis, you know, that episode was a very, very excellent example of, you know, an anecdotal case in which somebody was treated with cannabis and it, like, you know, I mean... It was so therapeutic for this young man with autism that it's, you know, allowed him to function in the real world and in, in, in so many ways uh, that he could not before his mom discovered this medicine for him. And I remember her describing all the medicines that were prescribed to him that had horrible, just horrible side effects uh, that he avoided because cannabis ended up working for him. And I just think that's so important for people to know about. You know what I mean? Look, yes, we've all seen the sort of sensationalized news stories about kids with seizure disorder, you know, using cannabis. But those major media outlets never extrapolate on that and show you the larger picture unless they're trying to really cash in on it as a trend because they're coming at it from an inauthentic perspective, right? So when you're getting that kind of information, I think that it's really difficult to trust news sources that are, frankly, historically anti-cannabis. You know, you want to talk about the New York Times, you want to talk about any major news channel that's covered the drug war. 
uh, you know, that's covered uh, the sort of marginalization of minorities in a skewed manner, right? Uh, that is being dictated by the status quo. You know that that is not uh, the full picture or the full story. And that's what we're trying to bring you here on this show is the full picture. Yes, we are cannabis advocates. Is that a bias? Sure. But it's also a testament to our commitment to giving you the whole story on this plant, which is miraculous. And if you live in 2022 and you can't agree that this plant is miraculous on some level, then go read a fucking book. And, you know, speaking of messages that we've gotten from listeners, the one that probably touches us the most, and we've gotten it on multiple occasions from multiple different episodes. I'm also thinking of the Wham! episode where a group of medical cannabis uh, growers basically took on the whole federal government to fight for that right is people who have said, I shared this episode with someone in my family who I wanted to convince to try this as a medicine. And that can be so life-changing for somebody. And so to be a part of that in any small way is an incredible honor and very moving. And just one more stop on our Weedathon parade. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to show you another one of my favorite edibles. Ooh, shrimp chips. Oh my God. Now as a kid who grew up in Southeast Asia, I can really appreciate shrimp chips. I also like the the colors and pattern on that are an homage to a major brand of shrimp chips from Thailand. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so these are from the fine folks at Potley. Very, very high quality, definitely one of my favorites. And something you may notice about the bag, it is completely... Oh, oh. <laughs> did you want to do it? <laughs> it got green screened out. But oh. yes, I-, I can now see that the bag is completely fucking empty. Those must have been really good. They were quite delicious. One of my favorites. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this pipe one more time and then... Okay, and since one of our uh, since our, our big premium for people who support this show at greatmomentsinweedhistory.com, at that $20 level, you will get a signed copy of my book, How to Smoke Pot Properly. We've sent out dozens, if not a hundred of these so far to people who supported us. Shout out to each and every one of you. It's really, really appreciated. And for everyone else, I thought I'd do just a little reading from the book to give you a taste of it. And this is called How to Roll a Joint Properly. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> so this, this starts with a shocking admission. My first three years working at High Times, I harbored a dark, shameful secret. I couldn't roll a decent joint to save my life. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. I mean, that's especially in a place like that. How are you even going to learn? You know, because you can't uh, you can't even reveal this this deficiency. Now, I would I do want to say rolling pretty, pretty, pretty decent joints right now. They certainly smoke well. They don't look. Oh, yeah. I've smoked your joints a lot. (laughs) They're, They're great. Ah, So it's it's you know, if you're out there listening and you are in this boat, as this book says, uh, you know, you don't have to let a crippling fear of facing prejudice and discrimination and even <laughs> public ridicule keep you or the millions of people around the world suffering from joint rolling deficiency syndrome. That's J-R-D-S. <laughs> uh, and 50% of... The proceeds from this weedathon are going to go to the JRDS Foundation. It is <laughs> going to help people learn to roll joints. Um, and with because with proper instruction, you can overcome this debilitating condition and live the life that you've imagined. Wow, look at that. And then there's an instructional on how to roll a joint, of course. Uh, I remember the etiquette being it shouldn't be larger than your finger because the simple reason is that it'll run you'll get a boat or a canoe as some people call it uh so you know be reasonable roll a, a 
uh, gentleman size joint. <laughs> yeah, well, the the full quote is don't roll don't roll a joint bigger than your middle finger. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Actually, I <laughs> and if you're watching this at home, you're seeing the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you sure are. All right, I think <laughs> that. Uh, I, I, the 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 on is 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 rolling on into I think it's fifth hour now. Uh, <laughs> we have three we have three couples left on the dance floor. <laughs> the four people still have their hands on the Buick. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, oh fuck yeah! Somebody somebody needs to definitely do uh, hands on an ounce or hands on a pound. Oh, hands on a pound is pretty good, actually. Yeah, like hands on ten pounds. Hands on ten pounds. So this was a, 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 I guess, like a fundraiser that they used to do places and and became a documentary. Hands on a hard body. How whoever just keeps their hand on a truck for the longest time, the last person gets the truck. Coming up Tuesday morning at seven a.m., they'll gather around a brand new, good-looking Nissan hard body truck. And they'll stand there as long as they can. And the last one remaining wins that beautiful truck. So we are going to next year, second annual Weedathon will be live in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> It'll be 50 people, one stoner. No, no. Every, every nation in the world will send one person <laughs> to put their hands on 10 pounds of Primo A plus Humboldt County outdoor sun grown weed. Or how about a ton? How about a clean ton? The weight of yeah. a car. The, the weight of a <laughs> yeah, car. Weed. Or or a a Chevy. Whoever wants a sponsor with a big truck and the trunk is full of vac sealed uh, <laughs> packs. You know, twenty racks, whatever fits in the in the in the back of the truck. And I'd be drive there, out man. with it. I'd be there for that shit. I'd be, I'd have my hands on the fucking on the truck, man. That's that's a good use of your time. I yeah, well, like, I mean, it's gonna be like I don't think days. I think weeks or months. But uh, all right, so you know, if we get to four hundred and twenty supporters, and you hear those phones ringing, you know, other people are doing it, man. Are the one you know? Peer lots pressure. Of other people, you're the are... only. Every, everyone's doing it except yeah. you. <laughs> it feels good, man. You won't get hooked. You won't get. You won't forget that you put something that's only like five dollars on your credit card, and then like fifteen years later, you'll be like, "Holy shit! I gave these guys like three hundred bucks." That's, yeah, and we'll be know. like in our golden tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, "Is there weed in the?" rule today helga and she'll be like no everyone has canceled their patreons so we couldn't afford weed gruel you just get thin gruel thin gruel the worst kind of gruel <laughs> that, that is there is that is one edible i i think i i held up all my favorites but i have not seen yet weed infused gruel at any dispensary <laughs> it definitely is out there for the getting <laughs> Yes, somebody get on that. <laughs> this weedathon is 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 hereby called to its concludatory phase. Amazing. The lightning round <laughs> shall begin now. All right, as I clean another hit of this fantastic Roger hash right here, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what we have in store for next week. It's going to be our annual 420 special, which is going to have a brand new introduction from your favorite weed podcast hosts, Abdullah and Bean, followed by a rebroadcast of our classic Waldo's episode. That's right. We are telling the story of the origin of 420 itself. Isn't that right, Bean? Yeah. In, uh, in this episode, 420 smokes you. That's <laughs> that's how deep it goes. This is a, such a beautiful story. One of our earliest, like our first season. What is the history of this high holiday? And the good news is it came from a weed crew and it spread through the real true weed underground. This is not some Hallmark holiday that was made up to sell stuff. 420 is maybe getting commercialized and like, you know, we get a million press releases for every fucking thing. But mm -hmm. when you sit down and listen next week to this actual story of how it happened, it 
harkens back to a time when this culture, you know, for worse in terms of like the prohibition aspect, but for better in terms of the cool, secretive, underground nature. That's how 420 got started. That's why we're so hyped on this holiday every year. And then on actual 420, which this year is a weedness day, uh, very special for us. We're going to drop a very special new episode for you on 420 morning, like a present to unwrap. Yeah, that's right. We are making 420 presents a thing uh, (laughs) by starting it off, giving you this gift and asking you to pay it forward, make somebody's 420 uh, by giving them something special. And yeah, that's what we're about, you know, uh... The Waldo story is an incredibly important one. I think it's exemplary because there are many different stories about where 420 came from. And this is the real deal. This is the actual origin story. Uh, You know, and if we hadn't called it out and encapsulated it here on this show, who knows? People would be getting their information from different sources. There would be no cannabis authority telling you this is the definitive origin of 420. Yep. And then... On 420, at 420 a.m. Eastern, we're going to drop another very special episode, one that we recorded live in Los Angeles, the story of one of the great cannabis icons of the modern era, and one of the things that growing this support base on Patreon will let us do is travel to where you live and put on a show for you and your friends and your community and spread this message about the importance of weed history all over the world, and you can help us make that happen by going to greatmomentsinweedhistory.com, making this a true weedathon in every sense. You hear those phones ringing? Mm-hmm. It's going crazy in here right now. Oh my god! Hello, but- hello. I'm on my shofar. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, I'm on my shofar phone and shofar. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. But yeah, man, seriously, uh, this was a really, really fun episode and a huge shout out to High 90s, fantastic purveyors of excellent cannabis. So shout out to High 90s and shout out to Podtones, who also sponsored our live event and gave lots of people their fantastic rosin vapes. Uh, We were just so stoked to be doing live shows again. Uh, We can't wait to do more. Yeah, and we also had Big Pete's Treats, long-time friends of the podcast, with warm weed cookies at this live show. I mean, if you want to win over a weed crowd Mm -hmm. before you even get on stage, yeah, that was a great way to do it. (laughs) And heavy hitters, there was a mocktail bar with a really incredible tinctures mixed in a drink. So just a special night. That's going to be our very special 420 present for you on 420 morning. It is a weedness day indeed, and can't wait to share that with you. And that is also when we will need to have 420 supporters on Patreon. We need you to be one or two or three or 500 of them, and you know that'll change our lives. And otherwise... No more weed for anybody. Did we? Oh, did we not mention that? Yeah, that's this, it. All four twenty, you can smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, but if we don't hit, yeah, the plot thickens. If we yes. don't hit four hundred twenty <laughs> subs, there's gonna be no weed. That's it. Weed is over. Weed ends. We developed a deweedinator. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's global. It's one touch. It's basically yeah. an app. So. You know, hopefully we get there. It's not that many. If one out of every million people in the world who smokes Mm -hmm. weed gives us $1 on (laughs) Patreon, we can avoid this catastrophic event. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. We're Bond villains now, and we have this whole master plan. Choose your next witticism carefully, Mr. Bond. It may be your last. Uh, But no, in all seriousness... You know, it's not that huge of a number, 420 patrons. Uh, You know, we're already on our way there. We've seen 
an increase ever since we became a Weedly show. And, you know, you guys have just been pouring in and supporting us. And we really appreciate the community that, you know, has, has popped up around this show. And we just ask you to come be a part of it. You know, come hang out with us. Come, uh, you know, enjoy all of the bonus perks of being a patron. It's not going to cost you that much. Truly, just some pocket change will do. And it'll help us make this show uh, the way that we like to make it and the way that you like to hear it. Yeah, because plan B, frankly, is blackmailing Tom Hanks over those murders we witnessed. <laughs> and that's just dirty, first of all. I don't, yeah. You don't know who you're fucking with with Tom Hanks. Seems yeah. nice. We don't uh, want to go there. Yeah, know? we don't want to go there. We, we, you know, we want to go with plan A, a thriving grassroots. Oh, that oh. was twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Yeah, we've all heard that one before. All right. <laughs> what do you say? One more weed for the weed for the road? Yeah, one weed for the road. Thank you for hanging with us. Check us out. GreatMomentsInWeedHistory.com. Uh, and yeah, we got some really fun stuff in store. So keep on hanging out. Don't touch that dial. And we'll see you next weed. See you next weed. <laughs> Well, that's the show, folks. Thanks so much for listening. And if you stuck around this long, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can put five on it at greatmomentsinweedhistory.com. And that would really help us as we research, write, edit, and publish a new episode every Weedness Day. Great Moments in Weed History is written, produced, and performed by me, David Beanenstock, a.k.a. Bean. Special thanks to our sponsor, PAX. Go to PAX.com and use promo code GREATMOMENTS, all one word, for a big discount at checkout.